It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, we, we got such a powerful show coming your way today. You know, I always tell, tell you when we got a show this powerful to sit back, grab two big bags of popcorn, but I believe that you need to grab three today because we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. We're going to get inspired. We're going to get educated. Uh, we are going to do it all. So, you know, so sit back and just uh, get ready. How you doing, Michelle? Not only do we need to grab four bags of popcorn, but some goobers and raisinets and some M&Ms, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Noah, how you doing? How you doing? My Noah is, is, is my great producer. You know, how you doing, my, my friend? I'm doing good. Had a nice long weekend. Celebrated uh, my son's 23rd birthday. Two of them, they're, they're, they're twins. So that's why I took Friday off. So I'm, I'm recharged and it's good to be here. Wow. You know what? It's, it's Monday, just like you said. And we're going to start the week off, right? Because so what we're going to talk about today it's overcoming adversities and walking into your challenges because we all have challenges. We all have setbacks. We all sometimes a lot of people say, well, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Well, we're going to try to encourage everybody to, you know, to stay focused. So when we do run across challenges and adversities, uh, there is always hope as long as we dream. You know, just like uh, my motto is dream big, think big and be big at everything that you do. That's right. And the purpose of tonight's show is to provide insight on challenging situations and possibilities to overcome our own challenges, to understand our inspirations are guided by our aspirations, but it requires perspiration. This means we must work to achieve our goals and then looking beyond our negative thoughts, focusing on our positivity and the important messages we learn from our life changing experiences and events. You know, I got a, a very, very powerful guest here uh, that uh, you all will learn a whole lot about him. And I, I tell you, if you're not inspired from his story, from his life-changing events, there's nothing that can inspire you. Because, you know, uh, just like I said, we, we, we sometimes fall down. But we have to be able to get up. And we have to be able to get focused. So uh, we got Robert Paler here today uh, to tell us his extraordinary story and to also let you know that there is no challenge at all that you can't overcome if you want to. 
remember that you you got to want to. You can't do unless you want to. So I, I I had this young man on the show a while back, and I had to give him get him back. I had to get him back on this live show so the world can hear his story. And that's the sign press that I I am with this young man. But before we start, I always give my thoughts. Regardless of our trials and tribulations, I believe our great Lord placed us on this earth with a purpose to fulfill. The idea of dream not always, it's not even, you got to always dream big. You know, God's ultimate purpose for us is that, you know, I put you here for a reason and you got to fulfill that purpose. I feel it's usually required more soul searching and a willingness to work through the adversities and the challenges that are placed upon us. It requires a deep faith and personal determination to continuously reflect God's purpose for us. In short, to strive for greatness, we must find ways to move through our challenges Overcome our adversities, and most importantly, we must we we must walk through our challenging and adversities, knowing and trusting that we are children of the Most High God. Now, just like I told you about my guest, he is fantastic. He is here. He's energetic, and I want to welcome. Uh, well, well, hold on. Monsieur, can you can you can you tell the audience a, a little bit more about this this guest before I, I just bring him on right now? That's right. I gotta introduce <laughs> I gotta introduce him, I gotta hype him up. Robert Paler. In one moment, Robert Paler was in the best day of his life, competing for the collegiate rugby national championship. In the next moment, his life changed forever. Robert suffered a spinal cord injury in the first minutes of the game and found himself face down in the turf, unable to move anything below his neck. His doctor told him he would never walk or move his hands for the rest of his life. Through an unbreakable vision and relentless determination, Robert is defying the odds. He has graduated from UC Berkeley is winning the fight to walk again and is sharing his method of how he overcomes quadriplegia. Sorry, (laughs) I can't speak. Every person faces challenges. Robert's are just visible. The skills Robert uses to overcome paralysis can be used by all to optimally perform. His message is one that inspires others to assess their full potential and conquer their challenges, no matter how daunting they may seem. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, presents Mr. Robert Paler. How you doing, Robert? Welcome to the show, my friend. JC, Michelle, it is so great to be here. I'm so excited for this. Wow. You know, but before I ask you your first question, I, I want some guests to call in because you're going to want to. So the call in number is one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Call in and join the conversation. So, Robert, <laughs> welcome to the show. Just like I said, Robert, can you tell our listening audience a little bit um, about you and where you grew up? And your background. Yes. 
So my name is Robert Paler. I'm from Sacramento, California. Um, I enjoy going on the beach where I am right now, actually in Santa Cruz, California, and um, I'm a quadriplegic. Um, I'm by definition a quadriplegic. I have paralysis in all four extremities, and I've been in this fight for 1,388 days to overcome this quadriplegia. Um, It has put me on my life's mission now to share these tools, share these experiences that have helped me to overcome this challenge that I can go out and share with others to overcome the challenges that they face in their lives. Because I'm paralyzed physically, but I truly believe that everybody's paralyzed by something, whether that be mental, emotional, or spiritual. And these tools that have helped me to overcome my challenge can help others overcome whatever challenges they have in their life and overcome that paralysis that they have in their lives. So that's what I'm up to today. It is my life's work and I'm very excited to be here today to keep working on that life's work and have some great conversations with you. Robert, what made you decide to choose rugby as your sport? You know, JC, I think it's because I liked hitting people. (laughs) You know, growing up playing American sports and stuff like that, I grew up playing football, and I had my hand in the dirt playing on the line and stuff like that. And my high school over in Sacramento, Jesuit High School, is a top-ranked rugby program in America, number two in the nation. It's like a bad year for Jesuit High School. And, you know, here I was thinking, I'm a pretty physical guy. I'm good in contact. And all my friends are playing in this this sport, Um, you know, this kind of new European sport to America. And, um, and I just had to give it a shot. So I did. And my first year I got MVP on the team and we won a national championship that year and, um, you know, competed for two more national championships after that, uh, with a chance to go play at UC Berkeley, Cal's rugby program. At the time, I think we had 30 national championships. And just to put that in perspective, I think the only team that has more than that is the Harlem Globetrotters and their games are rigged. So I think we're doing all right. Um, but everything was really coming together for me. I loved the sport of rugby and starting as a sophomore you know things were really going my way that was no easy or common thing to accomplish no man you know i played rugby uh, uh as well you know i played a breakaway yeah <laughs> you know so i, I wore number six so uh, that's a tough sport that's a real tough sport uh, i tell you uh we're going to talk about uh may 6 2017 mm-hmm. um real quickly because we're going to take a station break but can you start that conversation what was that day? How did that day change you? Yes, uh, May 6, 2017. It's funny how the same day has different meanings for different people. Uh, this is what that day means to me. It was the day of the Collegiate Rugby National Championship. It's this moment that I've worked so hard to prepare for. And it was in this match that very early on in the game, I'm competing in a ball. And for those who don't know rugby, that's one of the bigger guys. We group together in the single unit and we push as a single unit to advance the ball. Defense's job is to stop us from pushing forward. And I'm a big guy. You know, six foot five, 240 pounds at the time. Like, I move people that don't want to be moved. That is my <laughs> purpose here on this field. And we're just five meters out from scoring. And I'm practically drooling here on this field. I'm thinking, let's go, Rob, drive this thing in. But as I'm doing this, the opposing players start well, making well, well, hold, moves. Hold on. We, we want you to hold that thought because I want our listening audience to really, really get this. You know, so uh, it's your life. I'm James Cooley, and we're going to come back shortly, and I, I can't wait to finish hearing this story. <laughs> There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. 
The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And you know, I tell you, listen to audience, you can call in. You can call in one 888 344 Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. I got this fabulous guest, who, uh, Robert Paylor, who was telling us, just just beginning to tell us about uh, the events uh, that happened during that day. So, Robert, can you continue, please? Yes, absolutely. So where I left off on this incredible day in my life um, of the Collegiate Rugby National Championship, I'm competing in this mall trying to drive the ball over the goal line, you know, into to score in this national championship game. And, you know, here I am trying to put it out there all on the field. This is a real moment for me. And as I'm doing this, the opposing players, they start making those illegal moves and the referee's not calling anything. So three players come in from the side, which you're not supposed to do. One player binds me around my neck. He's pinning me in a headlock with my chin to my chest. Now, normally in rugby, this would be an automatic yellow or red card, a suspension from the game, but still nothing's being called. Another player comes in and he chops me down by my legs and I get illegally rode all the way down to the ground until I close my eyes, I grip my teeth and then snap. My face slams against my chest and I immediately can't feel or move anything below my neck. I'm lying there, screaming, looking at my numb and limp body, doing everything I can to get up, but I can't move a thing. My trainers and my doctors, they run over to me and they immediately start trying to assess the situation. They're saying, Robert, can you feel this? You're, Robert, can you move anything? My answer is just no, no, nothing. I get rushed over to the hospital where we took some medical imaging. I'll have my, have my doctor come back and tell me the worst thing that I could have heard. He said, Robert, your injury is bad really bad. The reality is you will never walk again. 
you will never move your hands. We're going to do our best. You can do something like pick up a piece of pizza and bring it to your face. If you can do something like that, you made it. If you can do something like that, then you beat the odds. And now we didn't stop there. He also recommends surgery to me to damage my broken spinal cord. It was so important that I did this or else this trauma would only continue to happen to my body. But there was a catch and that it was a potentially life-threatening surgery that I was about to go into and make this decision. I now were to make that decision. Now, in this moment, I was scared. I was terrified, but I knew I wanted to get better. And I'm a man of faith, um, born and raised Catholic. Uh, my faith is very important to me in my life. And in my darkest hour, I reached out to my religious advisor and I'm asking for prayers. I'm asking for advice. And before he hung up that phone, he gave me the best piece of advice I've ever heard. It has carried me through my challenges ever since. And he said, Robert, throughout this journey, there's going to be a lot of things that you just can't control. But the one thing you will always have complete control over is your mindset, your positivity, your ambition, your willingness to wake up every single day and fight is up to you. No circumstance can take that away from you. As long as you have breath in your lungs, blood in your veins and a clear head on your shoulders, you can control your mindset. Now, in that moment, I didn't have a lot. I didn't have the odds on my side. I didn't have any signs of life showing up in my body. I didn't have a doctor holding my hand saying that everything was going to be okay. But I had my faith and I had my mindset. I had that one thing that I could control. And if that's the one thing I could control, then you can be sure I was going to control it. So I went into that surgery and it was a very successful surgery. Through this process, I battled pneumonia. I couldn't swallow anything. I lost 60 pounds in a month. My doctors told me I might not even survive. But from there, I was transported over to Craig Hospital in Denver, Colorado, where I started up my rehab, really fighting out of this thing. It's harder than I've ever worked at something in my life. It was eight to nine hours of really intense rehabilitation a day with this vision in my mind all the time, thinking of what it would like be to be, to be able to walk again, to be able to go back to school, to be able to do all these things that at one time I took for granted. They were the most important things to me in my life at that moment. And in the coming months, I went from no motion at all to twitching a finger and twitching a toe to a year later, that's about 365 days I spent in that hospital. I was able to get up into my walker with assistance and I walked out of the hospital doors. I did the impossible. And now fast forward to where I'm 1,388 days into this journey since May 6, 2017. I can now stand up out of my wheelchair on my own into my walker and walk doing what doctors told me were absolutely impossible. Um, so it's been quite an update since that May 6, 2017, but it's been a good thing that's happened in my life. Um, and there's definitely some tools I wanna, I wanna share today that I've, I've used to overcome this challenge I've had in my life. Amazing. Um, everything, you know, you went through that, that, that day and just, just, the, just your, your determination and your mindset that mm. you're going to persevere. So, you know, I'm sure um, there has been some dark moments on the road to your recovery. Can you tell me a little bit about those and what tool did you use to get through those dark moments? Mm-hmm. I certainly have dark moments then. I have dark moments to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you the thoughts that ran through my head when I was laying in a body that I did not know, that I did not recognize, unable to move anything. It felt like I was locked in cement. I, I, I couldn't do anything for myself. And at nights, my thoughts would run wild. And the thing that kept me going then, and the thing that keeps me going to this day is perspective. Perspective is such a powerful tool and it can make it or it can break us. We spend a lot of our lives thinking about the people who have just got it all going on. 
right? These people have everything that we want. We look at them and we compare it to what we're going through. We're just saying, gosh, our lives stink. You know, our lives are absolutely terrible when we compare it to that. Or we can look at these other people who are going through some really tough challenges. I would think of the people who are battling stage four terminal cancer, the people who had ALS, these people who are going through terrible situations. I mean, situations nobody should ever have to go through. And I listen to them oftentimes explaining how they make their lives happen. And I just say, gosh, remind me not to complain about anything ever again. There's this saying that I use, and I hope everybody can use this saying too when they're going through something tough. That saying is compared to what? So I'll say, oh man, I'm so tired, but compared to what? This is really difficult. This is a tough challenge I'm going through right now, but compared to what? There's a lot that I still have. There's so much that I still can do. Now, that statement compared to what, it's not meant to dismiss our challenges because I think that's very unhealthy to dismiss our challenges. The statement is meant to put our challenges into perspective, to help us realize that what we go through is overcomable and there's so much that we can achieve because the reality is there are millions of people in this world who would rather be in our situation than theirs. That's perspective. Wow. And, and you know what? You're, you're so right when you just made that statement. You know, what was it like for you to walk for the first time? And how are you feeling? And I mean, that must have been so amazing from me and the outside looking in. But how was Robert Perler feeling walking for the first time? You know, it was interesting, and I don't think I'm going to give you the answer that you expect to hear. Now, walking for the first time was something that fueled me in my vision. It was something that I thought of all the time when I was putting in this work. And then one day, it was about eight months later when I was able to get up into a big heavy-duty walker without any support system and take steps. And I did it. You know, I was putting my feet in front of the other. I went all the way down and back a basketball court. It was a huge, massive deal for me at the moment. I'm, you know, high-fiving my physical therapist and stuff. But after a while, I was like, okay, you know, now you got a biking session or you got to get on to your next workout. And that moment, it came and then it went. And the biggest takeaway I took away from that is that do not wait for something to happen for yourself to be happy. Give yourself that happiness right now. You have a goal in life. You have something that you want to achieve, a challenge that you want to overcome. A lot of times we say, I'll be happy when this happens, or I'll be happy if that happens. Now, I had this huge thing, something that I might not have ever achieved, and I did it, and it wasn't that big for me, right? I got used to it. And in reality, it was actually difficult. I'm so happy that I spent much of my time keeping my head up, soaking in a lot of things that are going around me, because if I didn't do that, I'd be living a pretty sad eight months. And even you know, to this day, I still use my wheelchair the majority of the time. If I spend the rest of my life, you know, working towards this goal of being able to get on my wheelchair, you'd think that'd be years that I'd spend not allowing myself to feel that happiness. So that's a big takeaway from that story there. Do not wait for yourself to be happy. Be happy right now. Wow. You know, I, this thing is stuck in my head. As you explained, you are paralyzed, not because of yeah. an accident, but because another person committed a, another player committed a penalty. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm curious, has that person contacted you yet and have you forgiven him yet? Yeah, that's been one of the biggest challenges for me in this recovery. Um, you know, playing a contact sport like rugby and, you know, when someone hits you, you hit them back, right? And you hit them harder. 
here I was in this situation. This is harder than someone's ever hit me in my entire life. And, you know, like I said, it was completely illegal. It shouldn't have been done. And it was the direct cause of my injury. So you can bet. When I was looking at pictures and videos of someone wrenching me down illegally by my neck, I wanted to be angry. I wanted to hate this person. I maybe wanted this person to hurt like I've hurt. And to answer your question, 1,388 days later, this guy has never reached out to me. He has never said that he's sorry. But I'll tell you this. I forgive him whether he's sorry or not. I realized that the more hate I gave to this person, the more power I gave to him and the less power I could give to myself. It wasn't until I made that real conscious decision that I forgave him for what he did to me that I was able to move on in my life. And I'll tell you what, in the beginning, I said I forgive him, but in my heart, I didn't truly feel it. I had a lot of anger, a lot of hate still towards that person, but made that real conscious, deliberate decision. I'm going to forgive this person. When somebody asked me what I think about this person, I said, I forgive him. I wish him well in life, even if I truly didn't feel it in my heart. And as I continued to make that deliberate decision, that hatred went down, that anger went down till today. You know, I mean, I don't even give this guy a thought. I truly do wish. Him you, you know what, time. Robert, let's, let's hold that thought. We're going to come back and we're going to take a station break and you know, we're going to come back and continue to talk to Robert Pegler. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Life is full of circles and cycles, phases and stages. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Hi, I'm James Cooley, motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. I am the host of the It's Your Life radio show, and we are here to inspire you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Listen to It's Your Life. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, uh, listen to the audience, I uh, wish you guys would call in for a couple of questions. That's this great man. The call-in number again is 888-344-1170. Again, that's 888-344-1170. Robert. You are now a inspirational, motivational speaker, um, sharing your experiences with the public. Um, how did you get, well, how, first of all, how does that feel like and how did you get into that and were you nervous doing this? You know, being an inspirational speaker is never something that I anticipated um, doing in life. I kind of just anticipated taking a typical corporate route, something like that. And those things were coming coming along for me in my life, actually. I was very grateful for it, very excited about it. And it wasn't until this injury happened that I started having a lot of people kind of planting these seeds in my head saying, you know, Robert, you've got this fantastic story. You tell it so well. You should think about giving speeches and helping others overcome their challenges. And, um, you know, it was in Intel. I gave my first, my first big speech. And I remember sitting in there and I was all nervous. And I had worked with my rugby coach, Jack Clark, who spent over a semester with me working through developing this message and um, developing in a way that I could share with others. And, uh, you know, I walked in or rolled in there rather and gave this speech. And I mean, they're laughing. They're crying. It's a standing ovation in the end. Here I am thinking, 
this thing, this speaking, this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. And I'll tell you what, it makes it to where what happened to me, breaking my neck is a net positive. Now, I think that sounds crazy to say. I think everybody who's listening to me say that right now thinks I'm either lying or I'm a lunatic. And trust me, I'm not either. (laughs) Being able to touch someone's heart inspire someone's soul in a way that I never would have been able to do if I didn't break my neck is a gift. And it's a gift that I enjoy giving to others. So this speaking career means so much to me. It is my purpose in life. And I plan on spending every single day for the rest of my life sharing this story and sharing these tools with others. It means so much to me. That is great when you, um, regardless of the circumstance where you can find what your purpose in life is. Mm -hmm. So tell me, Robert, what were you like before this 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 accident happened to you. Um, your positive outlook today, your determination, has that always been a part of you or was it based on the circumstances of that accident um, back in May? So, yeah, I guess it's a three part question. <laughs> what were you like before? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, um, it's kind of funny. Uh, I think sports uh, played a huge role in my life of developing who I am. I, when I was young, and we're talking like 10 years old here, we were trying out for the football team. And um, it was a big thing, especially for my dad. You know, my dad always kind of talked about me going out and playing football. I got cut the first year. I just, I wasn't very aggressive. I wasn't a go-getter. Um, I wasn't going after and, um, you know, making those things happen for me in life and, uh, getting cut from that team, you know, even though I was 10 years old, it was a really formative experience in my life. I started training harder. I started getting more aggressive, going out and getting what I wanted in life, making it happen, putting in that work. It taught me to seek discomfort. And I think that's a real important lesson for people to take away here, to put themselves in an uncomfortable situation. Because when we're growing in life is when we're uncomfortable. That's, that's the whole, you know, reasoning behind weight training. You know, you're breaking down your muscles. You feel that burn. It hurts. When you're sore the next day, you know you did something right because you're growing. You're getting stronger. For me, in my life, much of that was in athletics. I mean, rugby, when you got a 300-pound guy with a ball in his hand and he's lowered your shoulder into you, you're seeking discomfort. You're getting stronger. You're developing a stronger mindset. Now, I don't think there's anything that could have truly fully prepared me to take on this challenge with overcoming quadriplegia. But those lessons I learned in mental toughness and physical toughness and looking to achieve goals and building visions in my life that I want to achieve in my athletics, that translated, those sensibilities translated so seamlessly um, into my recovery. I use them in everything I've done in my life, but it was developed over time by seeking discomfort. Oh, I think we got a caller, Catherine from uh, Nevada. Uh, welcome to the show, Catherine. Hi. Hey, hi. Welcome to the show. You have Thank a, you. Got a question for Robert? Yes. Robert, you mentioned that your religious advisor was um, significant in helping you to control your mind and, you know, accept this quadriplegia and not let it control you. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there have been other people in your life that maybe have inspired you in some way or been significant in your journey to overcome your quadriplegia. Absolutely. So there's two groups of people that I'll put that in. Um, one is my support system. Uh, my family, my mom slept on the chair by my bedside every single night for four months. 
I mean, four months, she slept in a chair and she was someone to talk to and she wiped my, my tears when I cried and she scratched my nose when I did. So I could not have done it without her. Um, all my father did in helping me get out um, to the hospital that I needed to be at Craig Hospital. It was practically a full-time job he was working, working with insurance and my brother being there for me, my rugby team being there for me. Every single day I had somebody calling me, being there with me physically in the hospital. And when I turned back to UC Berkeley, helping me navigate the campus to and from my classes and my workouts. And this incredible global community that I've seen putting me on their shoulders, carrying me when I couldn't carry myself. I could not have done it without these people. And that willingness to seek and accept help, I think is so important in my journey. It's so important in anybody's lives when they're overcoming adversity. And there's one more person I want to point out specifically. And, um, and that's when I used to play rugby in college. I would come back in the summers and I would coach youth rugby camps. I'd share this sport and this passion I had in life. And there's this one camper who I shared a real bond with, and his name was Talon. Now, Talon was kind of one of the, the smaller guys out there, but he had heart. You know, he was kind of like a Rudy type almost. I remember I'd like pick him up and I'd be bobbing and weaving in between 10 year olds so I, I could like bring him into the end zone to go score. And we really shared this bond. And it was around the time of my injury that my high school was hosting a prayer service for me. And, um, and my father showed me a post online and there's this kid sitting in a chair and his skin is pale, his body is frail, his, his hair is white and thin. And this kid is Talon. It's the same kid I was with at that camp and Talon got cancer. And in that yeah. message read, um, I read something along the lines of Talon wanted so badly to be at this prayer service to pray for Robert's healing and recovery and strength. Um, and he can't be there right now because he has to undergo chemotherapy and he has a Jesuit rugby shirt on. It meant so much to him to go out and play that sport, but he just wants Robert to know that he's rooting for him. He's praying for him. Um, and in the end, his mother said something along the lines of stay strong and keep smiling, Robert, your strength helps Talon stay strong too. That's great. That ability to make an impact on someone's life. When I wake up and work out every single day, it is not to put my feet in front of the other. That doesn't give me that much satisfaction. But to know that I'm touching someone's heart, touching someone's soul, changing someone's life, that means everything to me. That's, that's what's pushed me in my recovery, that purpose of working for others. So that's something, another thing I think is so important for everybody to take away that in their challenges to make a commitment to someone else, whether that be family, friends, someone you don't even know. And when things get tough and we're struggling to find a reason to keep pushing forward, our commitment is our reason. And a life lived for others is a life of purpose. And that purpose is what helps us overcome life's challenges. Thank you, Robert. I'm sure anyone that has worked with you has felt honored and privileged because of your own personal response and your own way of handling this terrible thing that happened. I really appreciate your answer. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for asking the question. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much, Catherine. You know, Robert, um, you have battled through great odds in your recovery, just like you mentioned a minute ago. What has been your strategy for overcoming self-doubt and uncertainty? You know, it's been this insatiable appetite uh, to achieve this goal. Now, I've had a lot of doubts. And at the time of my injury, the odds of me moving anything were about 3% or less. 
I just said the odds of me not moving anything. I didn't say walking. I said moving anything, 3% or less. So you can bet that my head was riddled with doubt and uncertainty. And I knew that if I lived the rest of my life fighting for this goal, and I didn't achieve it, and I spent the rest of my life in a wheelchair, I'd be okay, and I'd live a very happy life. I spend the vast majority of my time in a wheelchair right now. I live such a great life. But the other thing I knew is that if I looked back on the end of the day and I know that I didn't give it my all, I would regret that forever. Any sort of self-doubt, any sort of uncertainty was completely overcome by this fear of regret that I had, that if I didn't put it all in, who knows what would have happened, right? That, that little piece there was so important to me in my mindset, knowing that on this day, I'm going to give everything I have um, because I will be able to put my head on the pillow at night knowing that I did that, not having that regret. That pushed me through all my self-doubt and uncertainty. It still does to this day. Man, you you are such a positive person, but there are so many negativities in the world right now. How do you deal with negativity from people and current events? I deal with it with something um, I've heard and I've talked about called the mental diet. You know, we all understand the physical diet, right? It's nasty in, nasty out, or if we eat well, we will perform well. And I think the same thing goes for our minds. The more we take in negative information, the more negative our mindset is, the less able we are to take on our challenges. But the more positive information we really intentionally take in, the more positive we're going to be as people. I think we have to have this real conscious audit of the things that we're putting into our mind. When something negative is coming in, we have to be able to recognize that. We have to be able to not let that thought cycle through our minds. We have to have real intentional things we do every single day to counteract that kind of negativity with positivity. So I encourage everybody, talk to the people you enjoy talking to. Do those things you enjoy doing. Let's do a positive show like this every single day to feed your mental diet with positive information. When we do that on a repeated basis, we become more positive people and we're more able to take on life's challenges. Wow. How has your journey shaped your approach to helping others right now? You know, it is the purpose in my life. And it was like I talked about um, that story about talent. It's, it's, it's my life's work now in sharing the story as an inspirational speaker. Um, when I'm having a hard day and I'm thinking about, you know, do I really want to get up and do another three-hour workout? In the beginning of my workouts, I'm kind of cruising along. By the end of my workouts, I am screaming with every <laughs> single step. I'm giving everything I have just to put one front in front of the other. I do not choose to take another step for myself. I choose to take it for others. Receiving that message from someone saying, Robert, you have touched my heart. You have touched my soul. You have changed my life. That will push me to do anything. Um, in the beginning of my injury, I wanted to get better for myself. It was a selfish desire that motivated me, but as it wasn't until that changed and I started seeing the impact that me taking on my challenge had on others, that my purpose was totally redefined. Um, it is what I wake up every single day to do, to make a positive impact on someone else's life. I think everybody ought to make that commitment in their life to overcome their challenges and accomplish their goals. Wow. You know, this is so powerful. You know, we're going to take a station break, but I cannot wait to get back to the, the next segment. You know, it's your life. I'm James Cool, and we'll be right back with Robert Paylor. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. 
The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, I'm telling you, Robert is putting it down. Uh, my producer, Noah, no, uh, is he putting it down or it's, I'll tell you, I have been listening to the last 45 minutes, and Robert, man, you have given me some great perspective because I've been dealing with a couple of physical issues myself, uh, and I'll tell you what, it's always about that perspective, and you know, there's always somebody in the world that might be a little bit more challenged than yourself and you need to keep that in perspective and there's always others that are relying on you to have that healthy mindset so you've said some great things and i really appreciate you being on the show i also hope is that you've run through those two bags of popcorn like <laughs> i think we need third. four bags <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we need a lot of bags of popcorn for the day yeah. <laughs> but but thank you for your perspective it's been healthy for myself listening as i produce the show that makes me so happy to hear. You know, Robert, when you, you when you going through your recovery process, it can be a little bit um so maybe suffer um times a little bit of disappointment when the results are not showing as fast as you want them to. Can you tell us what keeps pushing you and what pushed you those first couple of months um when you were going through your recovery process? Yes, it was my vision. And, you know, JC and I, we have talked about this, um, you know, off the air. Um, I think a vision is so important for everybody to craft in their life when they are um, overcoming any endeavor, really just in any period of their life, to look into their future, to close their eyes and really think about what they want in life and to think about something being big. Now, my vision throughout my recovery has been ironclad. I knew exactly what it looked like to be able to walk. I did it very well for 20 years, by the way. I could envision myself getting up out of my wheelchair, looking that behind, behind me and never sitting in it ever again. 
I envisioned myself being able to graduate from UC Berkeley and walk across the stage. I envisioned all these things in my life. I developed this insatiable appetite to make those things happen. It didn't matter what setback I was having. It didn't matter how long it was taking for me to achieve these goals. With that strong of a vision set in my mind, there was no setback that could stop me. So I encouraged everybody to really take some time. And maybe it sounds cliche or whatnot, but please bear with me. Please do it for yourself. When we do, when we develop that vision to something that we would give anything to achieve, it pushes us through everything in our lives. Um, that vision has been so important to me. Um, and I, you know, I have it in my rehab. I have it in all areas of my life. Uh, taking that real intentional time to see what I want in life, build that hunger, build that appetite, pushes me every single day. When you wake up with a champion attitude, you know, just like you and I did talk about what I call and I talk about this in my books and my speeches. It's called vision, understanding and focus. I call it the, the bluff. And uh, just like you hit it, a lot of times you're not going to be able to physically see uh, your your goals or where where because uh, something could be in a way like a building. But you got a mind got a mindset so long as we can visualize it in our mind and then figure out what it's going to take that's the understanding you know what it's going to take for me to get there it's going to take a lot of hard work it's going to take uh, a lot of getting up when I don't want to it's going to uh, require me to uh, take that extra step when 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 my leg is, is hurting or heart is hurting or something is hurting. It takes a certain determination to do that. But the main thing in the buff is focus. We have to focus on one step at a time, one thing at a time, so we can stay focused. Cause focus is key. Focus is key. Vision, understanding, and focus. Robert, you know, I always have to throw a tough one uh, to in on my guests. What will what would a Robert today, Robert, say to uh, Robert or 2017 today? You know, what I would say to myself is to be grateful for every single moment. Now, you know, I always finish off my day with a prayer. And when I finish off my day with a prayer, I always start it with saying, God, thank you for this day. Something I've done for my entire life, as long as I can remember. And I went out, when I was sitting in that hospital bed and I couldn't move anything and I was battling pneumonia and I couldn't swallow anything, it was so difficult for me to look back on the end of the day and say, God, thank you for this day. It was a very tough thing to do truthfully. If I could go back and tell myself one thing, it would be to be grateful for every single day, all those low points in life, because life is such a gift. Every moment we have on this earth is not because of us. We didn't do anything to deserve this. Every moment we have is such a blessing, such a gift, something that so many people wish they had, wish that their loved ones had after they haven't, haven't passed. And like I said, everybody's always going through something tougher. Um, so to look back in a day and say, I'm not grateful for that day, I think that's almost shaming the people that would give so much to have a day like we had. 
it was very difficult for me to say thank you for this day um, throughout my recovery in those first months. But looking back on it, there are so many positives that I had in my life in those moments, the relationships that I built with my nurses, the impact that I was able to leave on other people's lives, inspiring them. I wouldn't have had them without that challenge. Throughout all that negativity, there were still things for me to be grateful for. And I don't like admitting defeat saying that today I had a bad day. You know, I might have bad moments, but I don't want to say I have bad days. I would say to soak in every single moment, to be grateful for every single day, no matter how I felt that day, to be able to end that day saying I am grateful for this day. Wow. You are an incredible hard worker, uh, but everyone needs a break from time to time. (laughs) What do Robert do for fun? (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i'm also a human being that is right i do like having a break you know i think my favorite thing right now is barbecuing uh yeah i I bought a traeger uh a couple summers ago and uh it was always something i wanted to get into smoking meat so you know that's actually um on the itinerary for friday going into saturday is to do some brisket smoking Um, but i think that that is another you know big point to be pointing out to do things that we enjoy doing um, you know, when we're overcoming challenges and when we're accomplishing goals, I mean, no matter how daunting they may seem, we still need to find stuff to enjoy every single day to do the things that we love doing. I mean, there's a point when I'd give anything to be able to smoke a brisket or smoke some grits, um, stuff like that. It means so much to me to be able to do something so small and, um, and to just forget about overcoming these challenges for a second. Just forget about the fact that I'm in a wheelchair. And I'm fighting against this challenge. Just be in the moment, doing something that I truly enjoy. Um, that's what life's all about. Um, about soaking up these moments and doing the stuff that we love doing. So <laughs> that's probably that's the number one thing on my list right now is barbecuing. Man, you know, the barbecuing is great, and uh, <laughs> I kind of miss it during this uh, uh, pandemic. But um, things are getting better, and we're going to get back to uh, getting on the—I call it the queue—and uh, mm-hmm. getting folks over once once we get past this uh, epidemic. You know, so. Absolutely. But Robert, you such—you got a lot of things going on. You're a great person. How could our listening audience get in touch with you if they wanted to? And how how could uh, folks get in touch with you if they want you to speak or mm-hmm. any other type of events that that you're doing? Yes. Well, you can send an email to me personally. That's at rob at robertpaylor.com. And you can visit my website too. That's robertpaylor.com. Follow me on social media too. You know, I post daily rehab videos of me getting up and walking, achieving these goals. When I talk about the mental diet, I hope that me posting these videos, bringing you along with me here on my journey helps feed your positive mental diet, that you take that action every single day to put something good into your mind of me going out there and achieving my goals. Um, I don't do that kind of stuff for myself. I do it for someone else. And it means a lot to me. If you were inspired today to reach out to me, um, because hearing that it helps confirm that what I'm doing is good and it's making a difference. in well, well, Robert, you have been a fantastic guest. Ah, thank you so much. I got to have you on again real soon. You know, I like to thank uh, my beautiful wife, Michelle, for co-hosting this with me. I like to thank our listening audience, you know, for taking the time to tune in. I want to thank my great producer, Noah, you know, so and uh, and I want to thank my Salem family for giving me this opportunity. But we always are looking for sponsors 
so we can continue to bring this great message. And we're also looking for sponsors and donations for the J.C. Cooley Foundation so we can help people in need. We can help continue to give our college scholarships, uh, inspirational breakfast, a lot of things. We need your help. We need your help. CooleyFoundation.com, www.CooleyFoundation.com. Until next week, it's your life. I'm James Cooley. Same time. Same place. See you. Not next week. I forgot. Tomorrow. <laughs> what am I talking about next week? Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> Five days a week. It's your life. The James Cooley Show. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.